being a teenager with chronic illness is hard. We're told we're too young, we don't look ill, we're faking it, we're being dramatic. But none of this is true, of course. And trust me, if you've experienced life how we do, you'd know that missing class and getting out of your chores really isn't worth what we put up with. Hi, I'm Millie, and welcome to The Tired Society. hope we're doing all right if you've never heard my voice before then hi i'm millie i post on this podcast every wednesday um and i just chat about life with chronic illness specifically chronic fatigue syndrome as that's the chronic illness i suffer with but you know i just kind of talk in it's it you know you can relate to it with all sorts of different chronic illnesses you know it's not just have to have chronic fatigue syndrome um that's just personally where my experience is um but you know this is i do this podcast for support for people who also struggle to know that you're not alone and you know there's other people out there but also to educate people who don't have a clue about chronic fatigue syndrome um who want to learn more maybe you know someone with it or maybe you've never heard of it before because i hadn't before i got ill so you know it's that's why i'm here i'm here to spread awareness and spread support so if you want to listen in that would be amazing today i'm going to be talking about being a teen with chronic fatigue syndrome and it's just kind of like the brutal truth you know because it isn't fun I kind of for people that see me at school and everything I come off across I come across as if like I literally don't care like it's just part of it and everything but it can be hard it really can and today I just kind of want to I want to share how it can be because you know maybe you've been living with it and you feel like you know you're not fitting in with the people your age and honestly with chronic illness, it's really hard to because they, they're not experiencing this at all. And so, you know, maybe you want to learn how that you're not alone. You know, maybe you want to see that you're not alone in all of this. Um, and there's other people experiencing exactly what you are. Or maybe you just want to, you know, listen in, hear what life can be like for those with chronic fatigue syndrome um, and other chronic illnesses and, you know, be able to support them. So whatever your reason for listening to this is, that's what we're going to be chatting about. And I hope you listen in. If you don't know what chronic fatigue syndrome is, it's a chronic illness which which results in extreme long-lasting fatigue and tiredness, along with other symptoms such as brain fog, um, dizziness, nausea, light and sound sensitivity, headaches, sore throats, all sorts of things. And, you know, on in general, if you don't have chronic fatigue syndrome or know about it, these might seem really simple things that won't bother your life. But for many people, they can be really disabling and leave people housebound and bedbound and not able to care for themselves um, because of how intense this can be. And so it's really it's really not a fun experience. Um, for me, I I have I wouldn't say it's like completely light and I'm able to live my life normally. But I am able to, you know, go to school sometimes and I'm able to see some friends um, every now and again. And, you know, I'm able to do some things. So I'm not bed bound, but it, it can it's still really hard. And, you know, I don't have the worst case of it. And I still find mine absolutely heartbreaking sometimes to have to miss out on things and everything. So people that with it even more, with really severe versions of it. Honestly, my heart goes out to you because it is absolutely mortifying. I'm sure mortifying may not be the right word. It's just hell to live with. It really, it really is. Um, so you know that's what it is. It's it's completely disabling and absolutely horrible to live with. So you know if you don't experience it, it's really hard to actually know how hard it can be. But believe people when they say that they're ill. If you know someone with chronic fatigue syndrome, believe that they're ill. You know, don't just take it as tiredness or whatever, because it is real and it is. It can be so so. It it can it completely just wreck people's lives because they can't even care for themselves. 
so you know listen to people seriously so that's what it is um anyway i'm gonna get into the episode now i just thought i need to give a quick quick um brief description of it in case you didn't know what it was so a big part of being a teenager is actually your education it takes up way too many years um of your teen life and so um you know it's a big part of it and as someone with chronic fatigue syndrome education and school can be made it can just be really really hard to manage um for me personally my chronic fatigue is better when i have a routine in school terms when i have a set routine it is it is better but it's still really hard to manage with um it's just everything you know you go into school and most people without chronic fatigue the most tiring part will just be sitting in class and learning and having to use your brain and everything and then lunchtime is a relaxing time. But for someone with chronic fatigue syndrome, it's really not. You know, I've got, first of all, so let me just give you an example of my school day at my school. So we go in, we've got form time. Form time is just like tutor group or it's just where you have a group for like half an hour and you just sit there every morning um, just for like half an hour. Um, that can be exhausting. I often skip that. And then you've got first lesson. First lesson, whatever it is, it's exhausting. You have to sit there and you have to focus and it's mentally straining quite often. Because the thing is, with chronic fatigue syndrome, it's not just physical, it's mental as well. So, you know, maybe some days I'll be absolutely fine physically. So I'll be able to walk around the school site and everything like that. But mentally in class, I will not be able to be there and I will be completely exhausted. And then I can't be in school. Or other times, you know, are we mentally there and able to... I would be able to be in school and everything, but physically, I can't even get to school. Physically, I can't get out of bed. And that's honestly why why um, online school was pretty good for me. Because I was... If I was mentally able to be somewhere, I could do it online. And that was just amazing. Um, but anyway, I, I... That's a different topic. Um, but yeah, you know, it can be really, really hard. So then class is mentally straining. And then there's break time. You think that's a rest? It's not. Because at my school, at least at very least at my school, you stand up. You stand up during break time or you sit on a wet field. Like, there's no in-between. You either risk it on the ground and get wet or you stand up and get exhausted. Like, there's no in-between. Um, now I'm going into sick form. I may have an indoor area I can sit in. However, before I've not had that. Um, anyway, so yeah. And then it's social interaction, which is just as exhausting. I have to talk to people and know what's going on and everything like that and follow conversations and be present, which is also really hard. And then you've got another class, which is mentally straining again. Then you've got lunchtime, which is an hour of socialising, then another lesson, and then it's home time. At least that's for me, my class, uh, my school, I've only got three lessons a day. Um, so yeah, it's it's really, really hard to manage that. And that does not sound hard to lots of people, healthy people, that will not sound a like hard to it'll be annoying maybe for class but it won't be hard um but for me it will be for me it will be absolutely exhausting um and I think I've used this this example before but it's just because it's the one that sticks out in my mind the most once I was sitting in class and um my brain fog completely took over me like I was so out of it I really couldn't manage but I couldn't go home because I knew no one was home my dad was away mum was at work I couldn't go home right now so I had to stay in class um and I remember, I this I don't really know if this makes exact sense, but I couldn't write. Like I, I somehow lost the ability to work out how to do it. Like I don't I don't know what it was. I just really my brain fog was just all over me, and you know we had to copy stuff down from the textbook. Um, so we would copy it down onto a piece of paper, like um a, a spreadsheet sort of thing. 
and I could not remember. I would read it and read a sentence and then I'd forget what I just read. It was absolute hell and it happened over and over again. And I literally ended up just crying. I just sat there and started crying. It was absolutely horrible. And, you know, oh, no one understood what was going on. I had my friend sitting next to me and, you know, she was just kind of like, you know, it's okay, it's okay, don't worry about it, it's fine. You know, it's just one lesson, don't worry. It's not a big deal. But, you know, it's still... It's the fact that I want to be able to do it. I want to be able to do everything everyone else can do and I can't and it's frustrating. Um, and so for, if you're not from the UK, what we do is, so how the school system works is when you're in high school, you start high school at, I believe it's at 11 or 12, I think it's 11. Um, and then you've got year seven, you've got years seven to year 13. And so seven to 11 is um, high school and then um, 12 to 13 is sixth form or college um, and then between from year 10 to 11 you're doing GCSEs which is what I've just finished so at 16 you're doing your GCSEs and I've just finished them and most people in my year I, f I believe were taking 12 subjects I ended up taking four because I had to drop all of mine because I was too ill so I ended up only taking four three of which were actually you had to like you had to from the government you weren't allowed to drop them so you know I actually really only took one subject by choice um and I'm actually getting those results back on Thursday which is really terrifying but you know I can't change it by worrying what's in the envelope won't change from me worrying so I've just got to kind of go with it um yeah it it was a really hard thing to go through especially dropping subjects as well because I remember I I had already dropped one subject at this time, I remember, and I hated doing that already. And then um, I remember I had a doctor's appointment and then I was going back to a history class because, you know, it was it was subject time, it was lesson time. And so um, I went to my doctor's appointment and she ended up telling me that I had to drop two more subjects because I wasn't managing and she thought it would be better for me. So I had to drop two more subjects, which I hated so much. And I remember literally crying when I got out of the doctor's office. Um, and then I went back to class. I went back to school. I sat in my history class and started crying to my friend in there. I was like, I literally can't do this. How am I? Because the thing is, one of my problems with quantum fatigue is I always want to do as well as everyone else, if not better. And that is so hard when you've got quantum fatigue syndrome because it is impossible to do as, you know, I'm barely there. And I'm not physically or mentally able to do as much as everyone else. And that's just, that's just how it is. I can't change it. And so it's really hard. So I literally started crying in class. And then after school, I, I was crying in my last lesson and then I was walking back from my lesson and one of my favourite teachers I saw and I literally just started crying and she was like, you all right? And I was like, no, I had to drop another subject. And so I just took, I, I went into her class and spoke to her for like half an hour and I cried most of the time, which is majorly embarrassing. Um, and, you know, I, I, oh God, I hate to think about it. Like what she must think of me, I don't even want to know. But I literally started crying and I could not help it because I was so upset. I just wanted to do everything like everyone else and I was not able to and it made me so mad. So, you know, it can be really, really hard as a teenager of chronic fatigue. It It's just horrible. And, you know, I'm going on to A-levels next, 
which are so which are even more important like from the first day of your lessons you're learning things which you will need for the exams and you've got two years worth of content to put into like an hour exam which is absolutely crazy which is constantly going to be on my mind and I know the teachers are just kind of constantly telling us you know this is important this is important you've got to know this and I'm like I know I know I do but I'm not able to so it's going to be scary but that's to be seen we'll see how that goes fingers crossed I get in as well that's to be seen um so it's it's very scary school with chronic fatigue is honestly hell I was very lucky with my school that they were so understanding when I dropped subjects and when I couldn't be in class and I had an amazing head of year um who I would just randomly go to her office during class time and say I literally can't do this and she would just she she would let me sit in her office for like five or ten minutes just so I can calm down but it was absolutely horrible like Honestly, it's horrible to manage. And I'm dreading September when we go back. But that is a problem to deal with then, isn't it? But yeah, it, I was lucky with having supportive teachers and like a school that, you know, under, would be which were understanding. But honestly, it was still really, really hard to manage. And then, of course, on top of that, you've got friends and social life. I mean, most people my age are going out and meeting people, like, every other day and stuff. I don't even know when the last time I saw my friends was. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been too long that I can't remember. Because it is just really hard. And the thing about school is, even though it's completely draining and exhausting, I still do see people. Because on the weekends, I'm not able to. Like, my dad said... um, um, at some point recently he was like oh it's so nice to see you going out and seeing people like you know you're meeting up with friends and everything and I'm like in the school term I physically am not able to do that like I can't do that at all Re like really it's rare that I'm able to go out on a weekend and meet my friends because you know how I describe it is on a weekend I'm um I'm recovering from the la previous week I've just had. I'm recovering from all the work I've just had to do. And I'm preparing for the week that's coming up. So I'm completely resting. Recovering and preparing. That is what I'm doing. I don't have time to spend more energy. I don't have any more energy to spend in the first place. And so it's it's really hard to have a good social life and friends when you are ill like this. You know, it's really hard. Most Like for a long time, most of my friends were online because I couldn't physically go out and meet anyone or see people. Um, and so I'm really lucky that, you know, I, if I can't go see my friends, I will just FaceTime them up if I'm, if I'm up to it, I'll just FaceTime them and see what they're up to and everything. Um, and I do that quite a bit just because I'm not able to actually go see them in person, you know, I can FaceTime them, but it's really hard. Um, you know, you're, you're kind of left out and out of the loop and everything because you don't know what's going on and you're not able to go see people. And that's what I found when I first got ill, that I was out of the loop a lot because, you know, I wasn't able to be in school. And right at the start, I wasn't even able to text. I wasn't able to talk. I wasn't able to FaceTime or anything. So I was literally just completely out of the loop and which wasn't their fault because, you know, it was, it's not like they could do anything because I couldn't reply to them or anything. So, you know, it wasn't like it was their fault. But I was very much out of the loop and my social life just went completely downhill. Which is really hard when you're a teenager because, you know, it's, it's a big part of it, isn't it? You know, going out and meeting your friends and everything. And that, of course, then tips over to mental health and everything, which is, of course, then affected. You know, if, you, if, you're, if you're kind of out of the loop and you're less social and you, you know, you are not able to do all these things... It's, it's it's given that your mental health will struggle. Like, honestly, it is given. Because it, it's hard to manage all of, all of it, isn't it? Um, it really is. And I'm 
I'm quite a good person at, you know, managing it all and I, I don't really know how to explain it. I just kind of, I kind of just contain it all and just go with it and everything. But it's it can be really, really hard and, you know, as someone with chronic fatigue syndrome, you know, you are you're in a you're living a different you're in a different world than the people your age are because they they have an experience that you have to grow up faster and I know there are all sorts of reasons people grow up faster when they're younger um but chronic illness would be one of them because you know you're you have to suddenly look after your health and look after a part of part you have to live in a world that people your age aren't living, you know, I, you know, my friends wouldn't give a second thought to how much energy they have, or like, you know, when, you know, if I meet up with friends, I know that I won't be able to do anything for the next three or something days, you know, three to a week, maybe, I won't be able to do anything, really, and it's just like, you know, my friends wouldn't even think of that, you know, maybe a day sometimes if they've done tons, but really, they will be able to get up the next morning and be absolutely fine, and it's that I have to, you know, I already have to worry about that and prepare for that and everything that they don't have to. You know, I'm, I am in a way living in a different world or managing things that they've never even had to think about. And that, that is kind of one of the reasons that I think mental health is so effective because people your age can't relate to you. You can't relate to people your age and they can't relate to think you because, well, at least not most people in your like life in person, you know, through social media and everything, I found tons of people that relate to me that are around my age and everything, which is amazing, and I'm so grateful, and honestly, if you've got a chronic fatigue syndrome or another chronic illness, I completely recommend you to chat to people online, which is not what you're told when you're growing up, don't make friends online, don't talk to people you don't know and everything, but it can be one of the best things for you, because they, we know what we're going through, and you know, I relate to so many people that that I chat to and everything, and it's just really nice to have people that you relate to and know your experiences as people in your life don't always. Um, it's more often that they won't. And so, you know, it's really good. And honestly, through social media, I've really it's really helped me just to know that I'm not alone in everything. And that's why I do these. That's why I do this episode, these podcasts and everything. But honestly, living with chronic fatigue, it is horrible. It is really, really horrible. And I, like my dad, he said so many times, if I could take this off you and give it to me, I would. Like he said that so many times to me that he would rather him have it than me. I always tell him I wouldn't let him. If that was an option, however much I hate this and however much I wish I could get rid of it, I wouldn't want to give it to another person for them to have to experience it and live with it. I've been going at, I've been living with this for almost four years and, you know, I've learned it and I've, you know, I've realised that this is my life, you know, this is how it is. I don't know if I will get better. Hopefully I will, but maybe I won't. Um, and I wouldn't want to give it to someone else, give, us, give it to someone else who has to learn how to live like this because it is horrible and I don't want to take away someone else's, someone else's world, you know, I've suffered. Why should someone else have to suffer? you know, if it was an option, I wouldn't do it, you know, I, however much I wish I could get rid of it, you know, I wouldn't give it to someone else so I could be happy again, like, you know, not happy, just, you know, free of being ill and everything, you know, it's just, it, oh gosh, this illness is horrible, it really is horrible, problem is I'm not an angry person, I wish I could just yell and scream and hit things and that, me feel better, but I'm not an angry person, I'm kind of just, I hold it all in and everything. I don't, I don't know. Ah, it's stressful. (laughs) 
But yeah, being a teenager of chronic fatigue is brutal. Best way to describe it, it's brutal. Um, it, it affects everything, you know. You think it'll just affect one part of your life, but it touches everything, you know. It goes from school to social life to mental health to family to everything. I mean, I remember one one really um, vivid time I remember when I was first ill... It was in November I first got ill and my brother's birthday is in November and I remember he wasn't going to have a birthday party. We were all just going to go to the arcades and he was going to have um, get, a, get to go to the arcades and everything, which he loves doing. Um, I don't think he ever got to do that because I was ill and my mum couldn't go because she was too worried about me and, you know, she didn't want to leave me. I obviously couldn't go because I was super ill. I couldn't get out of bed. And then, I don't know, it just never happened. And honestly, I've always felt bad about that because it has affected. It's gone it's, it's, it's gone further than me because it doesn't just affect me. It affects my family too, which I hate so much. It hates my... It just affects everything. It's not just you that's affected, which drives me crazy because it's one thing for me to live with this and me to be affected. But when it's other people getting affected from my illness, it drives me crazy because it's not fair. It's not fair. So, that that's, yeah. But when people tell me I'm too young and I don't look ill, it drives me mad. And, no, see, I'm... Anyone who asks me a question, I am always happy to answer it. I will have... People ask me in, um, in school all the time why I'm not in school and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm always happy to answer it. But when they just assume stuff, I will have a go at them. I will bring the facts and I will be like, no, this is not true. It's much more than this. It's a long-term chronic illness, which results in extreme long-lasting fatigue and all sorts of other stuff. And I will go into full depths about it because... If you ask me a question, I am happy to answer it and I'll be all smiley and happy. But if you assume something which is not true whatsoever, I will have a go. It's one thing to ask nicely and it's another thing to just, you know, assume and just just go for it. And I'm like, no, you do it nicely or I will have a go. <laughs> oh, no, sometimes people catch me on a bad day when my chronic fatigue is just all over the place and no one's hearing what I have to say when it's really bad and I will just have a go. It's 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 interesting to see my friends have um, been like, why did you do that? And I'm like, oh, I'm just having such a bad day and no one's listening. It's just hell. Um, I guess that's my outlet of anger. <laughs> Once in a while, I'll just have an outlet of anger when someone assumes something. But yeah, that's been this episode. I have no idea how long it's been, but I hope it's not been too long. And I don't really know if, if I did it, the brutal truth of being ill with chronic fatigue. I guess we'll see. Um, but it, it's a lot, it's a lot to put on a teenager or a kid. You know, I was 12 when I got ill, <laughs> but I hope you enjoyed. Thank you for listening. Um, I'll see you guys next Wednesday. I'm back every Wednesday for another episode of the Tide Society. If you do want to suggest any, um, podcast topics or anything, DM me on Instagram at chronofatigue underscore Millie. I'm always around. Just, um, pop me a message. And if you want to chat about anything, I'm always around too. Ask me questions, um, ask for support, anything like that. I, I'm here. I'm ready to help. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. Back here every Wednesday and I hope you're all doing all right. I hope, I hope this week's been good for you guys. Anyway, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tired Society. Bye guys.